49 are faithful. First off, just want to start off and say happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I uh, hope everyone's going to have a good time enjoying with their family, friends. Uh, I would say the 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 the, uh, the multiple Fs of Thanksgiving: family, friends, football, you know, and good food. Of course, can't forget that one. Uh, before I go any further, with me as always is my good friend Alex. What's going on, Alex? What's up, Sean? What's up, faithful? Uh, yeah, man. It's going to be, uh, like I told you before we started recording, put some respect on the 49ers name. We're the last last game of the yeah. uh, of the day. So uh, the main event. Prime time, prime time on Thanksgiving. Of course, we also play prime time on Christmas night, but we'll uh, we'll get to that, of course, in a couple, couple weeks here. Uh, so here we are, the Niners, 2-0, coming out of the bye week. <laughs> like we mentioned a couple episodes ago. This was the much the most needed bye week that I can probably remember in recent history. So, you know, of course, team got healthy. Debo's back. Trent Williams is back. Uh, you know, we're we're seven and three, and still first place, third in the West. Currently, third place uh, in the NFC behind Philly and Detroit. Who, of course, if you guys anyone else out to watch Philly, Philly pulled out a tough win against Kansas City. Alex, I don't know if you want to share some thoughts on that real quick. It's what we're talking about. Yeah, man, I was uh, I was rooting for Patrick Mahomes all day tomorrow. I mean, and uh, there were some drives. I mean, I mean, if you saw the game, you saw the the drop drops by the receivers, but um, multiple opportunities to try to take the lead and and win the game. But Eagles, man, right. they held through dirty game. I mean, not they dirty, but just very uh, messy game. I guess you can say it was. You know, it it didn't come across as one of those games where okay. It might be low scoring, but it was a well played, you know, physical, hard fought game. Yep. You know, but it just felt more like sloppy football on both sides. I, I don't think you saw the best of either team. I mean, obviously they both brought in the Super Bowl. Thirty eight, thirty five, I believe was the score if I remember right. But yeah, they pulled it out. As did Detroit. Detroit was down big to Chicago at home, and then of course you know looks like they they pulled it out. Uh, so, yeah, we are uh, currently third in the, in the NFC. Uh, Dallas, of course, beat up again on another lousy opponent. They beat <laughs> up on the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, they are 7-3. and three. We really need them to beat Philly uh, in that rematch coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, that really probably is our best shot to have Philly get knocked down and have them drop one other one somehow. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, but um, also, <laughs> last thing around the NFL – the Seahawks lost to the Rams. They choked away a nine-point lead, uh, and they allowed the Rams to pull one out. I don't know if you saw that one, Alex. I, I was actually uh, – I had multiple streams kind of open aside from the Niner game. So it's keeping an eye. I think actually, if I remember correctly, I think the Niner game ended first. Um, so we were able to catch the Seahawks not only give up the field goal and then they and then watch them miss the potential game winner themselves. Yeah, no, I didn't see the game, but 
I mean, anytime yeah. one of our divisional rivals that's not going to make the playoffs yeah. can disrupt one potential, you know, or not really. I mean, you can say Seattle is is somewhat of a lock for the playoffs. Can you comfortably say that with Pretty seven seeds? The NFC is so bad. And so you look at the other teams, you know, the Packers are not going to really leapfrog them. The Rams are not going to leapfrog them. So I feel like they're almost going to get in by default just because yep. there's so many mediocre teams in the NFC. Yeah, so Rams winning and just bringing them down a little lower. I love it, man. Create that separation. We're going to yep. play them next, and uh, hopefully we can, right. we can Plus, build on that. Yeah, and then the cool thing is the Rams is a favorite, so they've now swept the Seahawks. And that really hurts uh, Seattle because their divisional record is is particularly bad. Now they're one and two. They play us twice coming up here in the next three weeks. Then they have Arizona. So, you know, if they try to, you know, if, if they're even close to us record wise with a two and four divisional record, that's going to pretty much just, you know, give us the division crown. Yeah. And um, Cardinals have Kyler Murray back. So, you know, they want, they might want to be uh, the spoiler at the end of the year. Right, yeah. Potentially get some momentum for going into next year, right? You really feel for Kyler because I think he tore that ACL like right around this time, I want to say. Uh, or early November maybe, but it was pretty late in the season. Yeah. Right, and then, uh, you know, for him to have to go through rehab and come back, you just want to get some positive momentum going in towards next year if you're Arizona. But, but um, yeah, but anyways, uh, that's, that's sort of your around the league right now, the around the NFC at least. Yeah, well, um, mentioning yeah. mentioning ACL tears, you know, we do have that the news that uh, Ufanga tore his ACL against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, man. I mean, if you look at our defense, Bosa tore his ACL. Was it twenty twenty? I believe. Um, yeah, twenty twenty. Uh, young, young tore when he was with the Redskins. I think twenty twenty one. Right. Yeah. I mean, the year right after, or if not two years right after. Yeah. I believe both of them were also hurt in college as well. But. Yeah, Ufanga. I mean, it's it's. I mean, we we've had Jason Verrett, who's actually somebody that we may be signing the next week or so. But that's um, right. Yeah. We've experienced. I feel I like would, we've experienced. Oh, go ahead. No, I said absolutely. If we sign him, that's a, a, a be a great move. Yeah, uh, just low risk, high reward. But yeah, I mean, look, I, I think uh, you know, moving on here to kind of just review Tampa Bay. I think the defense, you know, overall, especially secondary, they they played pretty well. You know, they gave up some some plays to Mike Evans and and, and some of their the other weapons, but overall, they, they I think they played pretty well. Defensive line did their job. Eventually, I think we finished with four sacks, uh, which actually, yeah, yeah, I have here in my notes. Last two weeks, this is the defense. So we held both Jacksonville and Tampa Bay each under three hundred yards. Yeah, and combined we had nine sacks and six turnovers. So you know the defense was probably sick of hearing all the, all the all all the naysayers and all the doubters during the bye week. Yeah, I, I mean, really, the only kind of bad game they had was against Minnesota. I want to say, you know, I know Cincinnati. Some of that was off of our turnovers and everything, but uh, yeah, I think it's it's very nice to see, you know, things kind of getting back to, to normal, so to speak. Yeah, man, you're right. Just getting back in the groove. Let's talk about Purdy. He has uh, a a perfect uh, quarterback rating, which is you know a funny thing to to say or 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 think about. But it, I mean, it's 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 a good stat. It really just shows efficiency. And 
Yeah, I mean, you know, real quick, Alex, yeah. before you go any further with that, I, I remember, you know, I can, I mean, like I said, I could probably remember being in third, fourth grade when I really started getting into those NFL, you know, the NFL Live or NFL Tonight, whatever they used to call it back then. Those shows, and they would talk about, you know, the previous week and all the analysis, and they talk about perfect quarterback rating. You know, like I, I think I mentioned before on here when I was young, I, I used the word ensuing. And I want to say fourth or fifth grade, and I had a teacher say, how the heck do you know that word? <laughs> I'm like, well, there's certain things you just learn watching football, right? True. It's like the ensuing kickoff. So, uh, no, but real quick to get back to my point, uh, the number 158.3, it's an arbitrary number to any, any, any average person. But if you're an NFL fan, if you're a, you know, a diehard fan, you'll know what that means. It's a perfect quarterback rating. It's such a weird number. I you know I know QBR is this big other big metric now that ESPN invented. Yeah. Where they weigh certain situations and uh scrambling and all that into the play. I I don't know. I don't ESPN to me is a bunch of suckers, but <laughs> but yeah, 158.3, like you said, the, the other thing that amazed me, I thought Garcia probably had at least one game with the perfect quarterback rating, you know, or young into into the nineties. We haven't had that since nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, man. That, that's 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 amazing. That's a 1989, and that year actually both Young and Montana did it. <laughs> Same so year. Mike Holmgren okay. was our offensive coordinator. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, right, so let me pass back to you, man. Uh, perfect quarterback rating for Purdy. Just a, a great day. Yeah, man. Just getting back in the uh, in the rhythm uh, and making some off script plays. I mean, he's. He's a quick little dude, man. He can scramble. He's uh he fought for the uh for the first down a couple of times. One thing I do want to mention, he he needs to learn how to slide. Uh, I think a couple of times in this game, you see him dive um, head first, and I know for safety, he, the coach wants to see you slide, and I think that's something he he needs. To, he he will he will work on him. I'm sure of it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, because that, that I mean, you you really want to you know protect yourself. Get those yards. Get to the marker. You know, have that. That you know, like a lot of these quarterbacks, you do. You can't see the yellow line, of course, on the field, but it's just an awareness thing, right? Know where you where you know where the sticks are. Mm-hmm. Move those chains, right? <laughs> exactly. And then yeah, just get down. Protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And then aside from Birdie, I mean, all the stars were were active. Ayuk had a great day. I think 156 yards uh, for five receptions. Kittle, another great solid day. Multiple first downs. Uh, just a deep threat. Debo had a couple of catches, uh, a little quiet, but I mean, he was still active. He, st- he still produced Cr- uh, Christian McCaffrey everywhere. Of course, not, not the best um, average rushing, but I mean, he was active in the passing game. He caught a touchdown. You know, the other thing with McCaffrey, right? A lot of his impact can't be felt on the stat sheet, you know, and, and that kind of goes for a guy like Debo as well. You know, just the demotions and, and the, the different formations you put him in. That puts the defense in stress. I, I like to look at the defenders immediately after you know, we move these guys around. And how often do you see the opposing defense just a loss? And you can almost feel it coming. Like, hey, this is about to be a big play here because you know the defenders are pointing at each other, looking confused or yelling or you know kind of being animated with their with their signals. Exactly. So I think yeah, like you said, man, he didn't have a great day rushing average wise, and I, I think a lot of that is he didn't have that one sort of big. Rush, you know, the 30, 40 yarder that he breaks loose. I feel like once a game. Yeah. But, but yeah, that, that was a beautiful design. He had, you know, on his touchdown catch, you had a, a bunch of 
guys run drag routes to the left, and then you had McCaffrey released out to the right. There's no way you're going to cover that. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. The uh, the motion, and then at that point, I mean, it's just speed mm-hmm. that McCaffrey has to uh, in space, easy touchdown. But you mentioned how McCaffrey his threat. Um, I think you were talking about the Kittle touchdown, right? Two defenders, they're full attention yeah. on McCaffrey. They don't see Kittle right behind them, wide open for a touchdown. I think that's what you're, you're mentioning. But yeah, man, that's true. Uh, another another player that uh, you were talking about, you know, having Debo back and feeling his impact, uh, Trent Williams, man. He is vital to the running game. Oh, yeah. So Seriously. vital. I think against yeah, – uh, and, and you could see him healthy, you know. Yeah. You could see him that he he was he didn't have that, you know, that, that lamp going in that left ankle um, or left row, whichever one, whichever one it was. Yeah. You saw yeah, his so dominance. You'd be glad that injury in Cleveland wasn't more serious because – yeah, it's a world of we, we literally built the offensive line around him and his ability to anchor everything. So, yeah, I think you, you really see the difference with this offense when they're firing on all cylinders. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. So, yeah, actually, real one, one other thing about McCaffrey is yeah, he, he went for 100 plus yards in both matchups against Seattle last year uh, in the playoffs and in that December Thursday night game. So, okay. Yeah, I, th- I think offensively he is the key to making things work. Um, even if that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, right? I mean, a guy like Ayuk might might benefit from it. You know, a guy like Debo. And let's give a shout out to Brandon Ayuk, man. He's just been absolutely balling out. He is, you know, a pure wide receiver one. You know, an X receiver. Yep. Smooth, quick. I don't, I don't think there's any route that he can't run. And uh, I, I was so thrilled to see us actually take a deep shot. You know, and not and and what you know up the sideline too. It, it wasn't just your run of the mill play action, uh, kind of a safe throw down the middle of the field. No, this was one where, yeah, you know, he he Purdy stood in the pocket. He he took a hit, but he delivered an accurate ball and went right over the the corner's hands. Yeah, Ayuk was in the uh, slot. I don't know if you saw that. Ayuk was in the slot. It yeah. was just the way it was designed. He. Led to towards the yeah the sideline towards the sideline yeah. yeah it was a relief yeah but that was a, yep. that that was clever though go around from the yeah. slot especially Ayuk it's quick can't be touched yeah yeah and then a couple of things I guess just to review with with this matchup uh, I mean you know they're a familiar foe right we know who these guys are we played them twice a year every year but interestingly enough. Um, so here's where we are. Here's our rankings. So Niners are third in yards and points scored. So we're top three in points and yards. Defensively, we're fifth in yards allowed and number one in points allowed. Yeah, that's awesome. That's I, I look <laughs> at those four, right? You can make a little square chart, you know, and keep an eye on those four throughout the year. It's it's amazing how under Shanahan, you know, how often we've been top five in all four of them. That, that is just unreal. Uh, but like I said, Seattle – you know, as much as I, I, I might be a, be a detractor, I don't like them. There's no no mystery there. They usually are top 10, you know, or close to it on both sides, at least in the yardage categories or the points. It just, it just depends year by year. But currently, they are 18th in yards, 16th in points scored, 23rd in yards allowed, and 19th in points allowed. And that includes bottom three and third down percentage on offense and defense. So what that really means for us, we have to look for some long drives 
you know, eight, nine plays, seven, six, seven minutes off the clock. Uh, just keep the defense resting. And then when the defense is on the field, let's get off because these guys don't convert third downs very well. Yeah, but I mean, all the you look at the stats and it's favored towards the 49ers all around. I mean, roster, I mean, you can even think about their quarterback. I mean, is he is he really a threat? He's going to play. You know? He's going to play uh, Geno Smith, but yeah, he, he left that game. <laughs> Drew Locke did not look good. So it was funny because before the season started, they were talking about, oh, maybe Seattle can trade Drew Locke. Yeah, so it's a it's an elbow injury for Geno. But yeah, Pete Carroll said it looks like he he will play. So, uh, but aside from that, they're pretty banged up. Uh, Jamal Adams, uh, Tariq Woolen, and Kobe Bryant are all limited practice officially. And uh, Kenneth Walker, their running back, who's pretty good, he gave us some trouble last year. Uh, he's questionable, but he, he did not practice at all. Tyler Lockett was another guy limited, so yeah, that's, that's that's quite a few of their big pieces. Uh, actually, and on our side, boys, we I should point out while I'm at it, uh, Burford and Banks, both of our starting guards are questionable. So hopefully, both guys are able to go. And of course, Hufunga is on the injury list with the torn ACL. So how do you feel about the rookie uh, Brown? Shire Brown, you know, I, I really was hoping to see him sooner. I hate that it took an injury for him to really kind of get involved. Uh, I thought we would run some different packages. And, you know, then again, part of that might just be the th- those three losses and some of the early uh, growing pains under Steve Wilkes. You know, if you're having growing pains, if you're having some, um, you know, uncertainty with, with your star players and your, your main guys, you're not going to bother putting a rookie in, right? You do that when things are going well, or or, or if you have to. So, yeah, uh, I, I think he he made a good play on the on the ball by by well he avoided the pass interference. He didn't necessarily turn his head around, but he didn't know, but you know, making a play on the ball and you know avoiding it. Yeah, so I think uh, having the awareness, right? And then you know, and then the awareness to intercept that ball there at the end. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, how often do you see? An easy ball, like it's tipped around and just get dropped, like ah, oh, so close. You know what? Watching the 49ers right. defense, you see that we're seeing that a lot more often. You see these, uh, you know, uh, defensive linemen or linebackers tipping that ball. We've been seeing it. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. how many interceptions have we had already where the ball is tipped? We're I think Gibson had one, Fonga's had one. That's right. Warner's had one, I believe. For sure, Warner's had one from a tip. Right. Yeah, man. But um, we, before the season started in the podcast, we, we mentioned or we believe that maybe halfway through the season, we're going to see Brown and have uh, Gibson take a seat. But um, yeah, Gibson right, yeah. plays so solid. He does. He plays yeah, so, so well. Where, uh, oh, and, and, I, and I mentioned to you, Sean, before we uh, before we uh, recorded um, – of course, right. We don't. We're not wishing for any injuries, but this actually works out. This is gonna allow Brown to learn under Gibson the same way Hufanga learned under Gibson. So, yeah, that's you know, right. we, we we might see a a better outcome. He's gonna have some some one on one time, and maybe next year if Gibson decides to retire, uh, we're gonna have yeah, two cool. young solid safeties, right? Brown and Hufanga. Yeah, I I hundred percent agree with that. All right, so again, so we're seven and three. Seattle six and four. Really, they're kind of lucky to be there at six and four. They've actually given up more points than they've allowed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that, that's kind of been their mo the last four or five years. I want to say, 
you know, post Legion of Boom or whatever the fuck they call themselves. Uh, you know, they they win games like that, you know, or they pull it out, but they'll lose a game by twenty or thirty, like they did Baltimore. So yeah, six and four, but more points scored. Sorry, more points allowed than scored. Uh, I think really what it comes down to, man, we can summarize it this way. Don't let them get their run game going on us the way you know we kind of did during that losing streak. We just got to watch out for DK. Yeah, DK Metcalf has had his best games. I feel like against the Niners, it almost reminds me of how Larry Fitzgerald, even in a down year with Arizona, throughout those bad years they had, he would always have his best games against us, even with a bad quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I think, let's well, you know. I mean, Digger he scored two two touchdowns in the playoff game last year. Even though one was garbage time, but uh, he he got past Mooney Ward at the the end of the first half. So, yeah, that's the matchup. Uh, I I think if we're able to do that, it's just look. It's going to sound cliche as as ever, but if we execute our game, if we get pressure with the front four and don't mess around with those stupid blitzes that we were doing during that losing streak, I I think defensively we'll have no problem containing them, especially with a banged up group of guys that they have. Oh, and watch out for the screen pass. We've been giving up a lot of yards on the screen pass. Oh, yeah, especially with uh, Pete Carroll, man. He oh. loves he loves, yeah, those, he loves screen those Deacon dunks. Yeah. Um, a little bit of history that uh, we wanted to mention. So uh, prior to Shanahan from 2002 to 2016, 49ers record in Seattle is four wins, 12 losses. Bad, horrible record. Just, many, yeah. many, and that includes the postseason. Including postseason. Since Shanahan in Seattle, we are two and four. Uh, we could say the first couple of years, you know, we can give uh, Shanahan yeah, I don't hold a that pass. Against them. So you can say we're at 500, two and two, which is a a, a good yeah. trend, a positive trend versus the, the past in that stadium in Seattle. Right. And really, and even though those two losses in the middle, right, so 2020, 2021, we looked better than we did at any point under Harbaugh or under Chip Kelly or Tom Sula, you know, in Seattle. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, it goes back to whenever the, the moment they moved into the stadium, the year that they moved into the NFC in 2002 when realignment happened. So I, I remember we won our first one there. It was a Monday night game. If you remember when Terrell Owens um, autographed the ball, that was in Seattle. Oh, yeah, the Sharpie. When he took out the Sharpie, yeah, that was in Seattle. That was the first, uh, the first time we played played them as a division rival. So that's a little bit of history for you there. This is our third game on Thanksgiving in recent uh, past, going back to 2006 when the NFL added the third game. So this 2011, we lost to the Baltimore Ravens. 2014, we lost to the Seahawks. I was there. It was probably the worst game I've been to. 19-3 to three was the score, and we had just an absolute terrible game. Uh, you know, it was kind of one of those where it was a little bit close early, but Seattle eventually got a two-score lead, and it was over. Cap threw, Kaepernick threw a bunch of interceptions. This was during that nightmare final season under Harbaugh. Uh, and the thing is, I remember both teams were actually tied. They were both, I think, seven of, yeah, seven and four was their record going into that game, both teams. And Seattle would go on to win out and finish 12 and four, whereas we finished eight and eight. And I just remember there was a play where you could see, but my view of the, the play was right from where my old season tickets were. And you see Sherman lined up on Crabtree one on one. 
I, I stood up, you know, I shouted, I said, do not throw up the sideline against cover three when they're playing that. Kaepernick throws it right there, and he throws it right into Sherman's arms. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me, man. Yeah, classic. The amount of fucking jackass fans that you heard doing. There's such an obnoxious fan base, for one. They're all running around yelling, see, Hulk. You know how stupid you guys sound? <laughs> ah, but you know, obviously, look, they they got the better of us that day, you know, nineteen and three. And then, of course, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention NBC. Those fucking assholes set up the turkey table, the 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 dinner table on our logo, you know, and they're interviewing. This is Michelle Tafoya interviewing Wilson and Sherman with turkey legs. You're eating turkey on their logo. How does that feel? You know, I think Sherman talked about it since then after he signed here. He goes, look, that wasn't our idea. It's just the network did it. What were we supposed to do? Say no? Yeah, yeah, true. Hey, so NBC, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're not, but you better set up a fucking table on their logo if we beat them tomorrow <laughs> or on Thursday. Dude, that would be hilarious if they do. Can't wait to it see that. It would be, man. Yeah, can't wait to see you that. Imagine Brock, Brock Purdy with his kind of baby, baby face. Having a turkey leg, going, I'm eating turkey on their logo. <laughs> you know what? Kittle is going to be the one to sit there because oh, he loves yeah, the, the history. Sure. He loves the yeah, yeah. He, he loves the the backstory. Yeah, stuff. I would love to see a thing for yeah, him to say that. Oh, that'd be classic. Yeah. Plus, hey, we're rocking the all white ninety fours. You know, I think so. You know, we're wearing the white ninety fours, and I think you really see them play play well. Uh, Usually, you know, anytime we're winning, rocking those. So, I'm excited, Alex. And I, you know, overall, like I said, I opened up by saying, "Hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving." This is a, always a big time. I love this time of year, and here with family, with friends. And uh, this year, we get treated to some 49er football. Yeah, man. Likewise, uh, a couple things just rapid fire before we end the episode. Uh, Chase Young, man, he has. I feel like he's elevated the D line. Bosa's getting some sacks. Oh yeah. Right, we're seeing Armstead, we're seeing disruption, we're seeing we're getting penetration with four rushers. So Chase Young, man, what an amazing pickup. I hope we we keep him. I'm pretty sure we're gonna keep him longer, but just wanted to mention that. Um any other I mean, I'm trying to think of other players that we can shout out, but uh Chase Young, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw. I mean Oh, Lenore, man, Lenore's playing very well. Yeah, a quick shout out for Lenore, but um, yeah, quick shout out for Lenore. Yeah, man, we're expecting a win. Uh, I think it's going to be a solid game, uh, prime time television. It's going to be entertaining. I can't wait. Yeah, man. Any uh, closing thoughts? That's about it for me. Cool. All right, take care, faithful. All right, take it easy, guys. Happy holidays. Mm-hmm.